Hello everybody and welcome to Let's Talk Mate, Solop Minds Men's Mental Health Chat. My name is Sam Clark and I'm the Digital Content Officer for Solent Mind. I'm not your host, I'm not at all on this podcast at all, but there has been some technical difficulties right at the start of this podcast where uh, Matthew did cut out um, for his introduction. So I'm just jumping in to give you a quick introduction that this is indeed Let's Talk Mate and this episode will be focusing on people in the public eye. So yes, without further ado, please enjoy. Hello there, uh, my name's Troy uh, Chessman. I'm an actor, a writer. Um, I've done a lot of work in the Southampton, Hampshire area uh, over the years since I graduated. Um, yeah, that's that's me. Brilliant, uh, Matt. Hi, I'm Matthew Harrison. I am originally from Portsmouth, from the South Coast, born and bred. Uh, I've played in the same band 13 years, a country band called Hometown Show, but now I perform as a solo artist as well, and the name Somewhere in the Wildwood, and I'm uh, now located up here in, in the north in Manchester. Great, thank you. And uh, finally, Stephen. Thanks, really good to be with you today. I'm Stephen Morgan, born and bred in Portsmouth, uh, background in local government and in the voluntary sector. I'm the Member of Parliament for Portsmouth South, elected for the first time in 2017, and also the Shadow Armed Forces Minister. Thank you very much. And just to introduce myself, so I'm Matthew Winnington. I'm the uh, uh, I'm the Service Manager for Remind, which is a dementia support service at Southern Mines. And for the purposes of this, I'm also a former City Councillor. So the first question I've got, and I'm going to start with... Um, uh, with you actually Stephen so how can people with a visible public profile encourage uh, men to discuss their mental health openly and seek help when needed so I think it's really important that those of us in public life do encourage people to talk it's a, a, a really simple thing for people to do but in times it can be incredibly challenging for people to do so and certainly those of us in public life that have a bit more uh, sort of scrutiny to subject to the things that we sort of make decisions about and the ways that we behave. I think it's really important that as role models, we do encourage men in particular to speak up when things are difficult and, and seek advice. I think, you know, there, there's uh, been a lot of progress made, especially over the lockdown period, because, you know, I think, I think people have found themselves suffering with, uh, you know, depression or, or anxiety and just general kind of stress because, you know, you're, you're locked in and you never quite know what's happening day to day. So I think, you know, that has kind of pushed mental health a lot more to the, the forefront. And I think people are being incredibly open about it. But we do need to keep that dialogue going because there is still this this stigma there that, oh, you know, oh, you, oh, you've got mental health issues. Like, what does that mean? Like, are you OK? Are you, are you happy day to day? Are you, are, you, are you depressed? Are you suicidal? You know, there's this there's all this stigma surrounding it. So I think it's, it's, it's incredibly important that, that we can be as open as possible to to uh, put forth across you know, a better dialogue surrounding mental health and, and, and to be able to support ourselves and, and support each other. So I think it's incredibly important to just kind of be as upfront and open with it as possible. If you have that confronting dialogue like, yeah, I have this. Here it is. Here's the elephant in the room. There's nowhere to hide from it anymore. You kind of just have to have a conversation about it and discuss it. So, yeah. Um, thanks, Troy. Yeah, I think sort of going off that, I think I think a lot of people sort of underestimate power of of theatre and the arts that we have. Like we we have this platform to to start a conversation to create 
to create these characters that that address these these problems, these issues, and actually, um, we have like we as performers, we we are constantly sort of putting ourselves on the line. We're putting ourselves out there. And for me, as a as a performer and somebody that has mental health issues, you know, I am completely transparent about it you know if I if I'm doing a show that talks about mental health issues and if I get followed by someone like on social media or whatnot like I am completely transparent about it I I will always post things you know um uh, websites links where people can talk about their mental health you know I'm always upfront about it and I think that's what I want people to do and that's what I hope my industry will start to do more of is to stop stop creating this sort of this false image that we're all sort of perfect and we don't have any kind of problems or actually like we say no we are this is who we are we we are normal human beings we have mental health issues sometimes we have great days sometimes we have bad days and there are so many of us out there you know so for me it's always about empowering people to just have that have that conversation start that conversation tell someone talk to someone just leaping off all of your all of your answers there so um uh, and there's a couple of things I think can come out. So that one of them was about your industries, so to speak, um, sort of almost needing more of a more of a sort of a, uh, a corporates. You know, so almost almost like they need to do something, not just leave it up to individuals. Um, and then the other thing was about um, just wondering if, if there was a specific thing that you you thought would be um, you think would be suitable for. Um, uh, for for you to do in your own in your own areas if there's like if, if you think there was a particular event that would really help or if there was a some, something something tangible rather than just like on an ad hoc basis just really opening up to conversation really yeah um yeah i think troy's right and and also what, what steven said earlier on as well i think being like a, a musician actor you know politician all, all in the public eye you know i guess some um, people have this opinion of you that you know you you are on on stage you know kind of 24 7 and yeah and you're ready to go at any moment and and you've got that energy and you've got the enthusiasm to be able to you know push that forward in in whatever job that you're doing and you know it's i must be like i speak for myself obviously and but you know troy and Stephen, i'm sure will probably agree that you know it's it's hard being on performance and on stage as it were all the time, you know, especially like myself being a musician and, and singing these songs that are incredibly personal and and trying to connect with the audience and, and connect with the fans and things like that and, and and write these incredibly personal things. It's it's really draining and it's really difficult and that it's hard to come off stage afterwards and be like, oh, hi, how you doing? Oh, lovely to see you. I haven't seen you for a while. Oh, yeah, great to meet you. Check out this. Have you listened to that? Have you, you know, it's so draining. And I think there are some great initiatives, especially in in music uh, uh, for mental health, which is which is happening actually in, in the south coast. I really am a big champion of Tonic Music for Mental Health, which is based in in South Sea. Um, they were at my first ever solo gig that I performed in sort of ten years, something like that, and, and, and I had them come down with a stand. And I think they're doing really important things because actually, you know, creativity is a huge huge benefit to, to positive mental health you know whether it's acting becoming a character and 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 and, and kind of putting those those issues out there as a character and, and kind of living a leading a different life on stage for a moment or or singing these songs or whether it's drawing or or anything a painting or anything like that i think being creative is a, is a way forward to 
to promote better mental health and, and tonic are definitely doing that and for me i think in the music sector they're, they're doing amazing things so you know I, I can't champion them enough really i'd have to say sort of going from that as well i think we it's i think it's quite hard thing to pinpoint in this industry specifically because i think there is so much and so many layers and so many different things that contribute to to a person's mental health you know and the, the more i start to think about it, the more it sort of you know ripples and ripples and ripples but actually i think it, it purely comes down to attitude you know i think i remember I've, I've been in some productions before where i definitely felt like i was a prop in the room you know i didn't feel like i was a person who had emotions who you know i would just do this do that which in itself is problematic, you know, if like, especially on the nature of the play, for instance, and what you're doing, you know, there might be a sort of sexual nature to the play where, you know, you might be asked to do something a bit more intimate and you're just expected to do it without any sort of mm. any communication or hesitation. You know, you're just expected to just do whatever, like, oh, cry, just cry now, you know, or do whatever you need to to cry or things like that. You know, But what we're doing now, and we're seeing it in this in my industry, is that we're, we're sort of integrating these new things like um, intimacy coordination, um, and just I just sort of a new attitude towards like safeguarding actors and performers. You know, we we're having a communication. Like, I'm being asked, like, I do you feel comfortable doing this. Like, how can I make how can I make this as comfortable for you as possible? Like, how can we make this easy for you? And especially when you are playing some characters that might have that might be tackling some huge, you know, issues. And it's not it's not something that you can just sort of pretend you know like and obviously actors work differently those different acts work differently but you know we are taking a part of ourselves and we are putting a part of ourselves on the line every time we do it and every time we step into those shoes and sometimes it's like it's just the expectation you do it and then you walk off stage and that's it apparently you just go back to normal and everything's fine but you know sometimes sometimes these things do linger with you and these issues do linger with you and like there's no there's no sort of safeguarding the actor after that you know you'd finish the show and that's it you just sort of go on to the next one and you just deal with everything that you've gone through and and whatnot so I think it is about attitude and I think this, these sort of younger sort of emerging artists are, their attitude towards it is changing which is really exciting and and yeah it makes me very hopeful that actually we're going we're going to be we're going to be safer you know and we're going to be protected and we're going to thrive in our industry and not be held back by by you know potential crisis or mental health issues you know because yeah we're, we're people have been kind i think that's important like yeah um just to really add what what uh, colleagues were saying earlier with regards to those of us in public life using our platforms to sort of change the tone and change change culture really so uh, matt talked earlier with regards to the, some of the stigma that may exist around mental health and i think those of us that are in public life have a real opportunity to reach out to people and also say things can be done differently and, and certainly i commit to sort of sharing a bit more of my emotions and that when i have a bad day because i know other people will relate to that if i sort of say that publicly but also plenty of us do have things that we can do to bring about change and Troy mentioned earlier the sort of demand on services at the moment the pandemic has been incredibly difficult for for all of us and i am worried now the silent pandemic is a crisis in mental health and we need to make sure we've got resources and services there to help people um, that is coming slowly but we need to make sure that people are signposted to appropriate services and get the help when they need it 
Thanks. And and just just on um, sort of for my for my experience as well, I think uh, I think one of the things we had at uh, at the council that we hadn't had before uh, until until recently was a mental health champion, which I was I was for a couple of years, uh, my last couple of years on the council. And I think even just having that as like a, you know as a status within the within the council means that you you've you can see that focus is there that it's not just like something that's tangential and I think that's a mm. thing that was a, a bit a bit of a difference that uh, that was made because I think it is it can be very very much you know it comes up when it comes up but if it's always there so whether it's a whether it's you know in a uh, in, in a as, as Troy was saying, you, you're going to do a production, and perhaps it would, be, you know, with every production, you'd say, "Well, who's who's going to be like the, you know, the, the mental champion for the production?" Because of course, be the person who might be there for for whoever um, doing that, and just looking out for people's mental health. And it could, be, of course, be anyone. It could be a performer. It could be a main with the backstage crew. It could be the director. Who knows? But it, it's just just getting that idea that, as 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 you've all said. It can all be really difficult within your within your industries because there can be a, there's a lot of, a lot of pressure whether you're touring with a production or with a um, uh, or with with your band or, or as, as a performer or if you're you know you're going on the media or the you know you've you've got demands on your press and and um, or you just your demands on your day you're expected to be here there and everywhere as a uh, as a lecture representative so. I think it's um, yeah, it's just about getting that. In my perspective, it's just about getting that um, be, that it's there and it's always there and it's something that you always acknowledge, rather than it being something that comes up. Yeah, I think uh, it's re it's really amazing to hear that there's obviously things happening in in various different um, sectors and and workplaces and and what Troy's saying about you know um making sure that performers kind of have uh, you know have this this guidance of are they feeling okay they're doing okay is this is this okay is this something that they want to do I think that's amazing and, and having these kind of various mental health roles in in uh government and media is, is amazing I think you know we can very easily support one another um and be able to have the the open dialogue but yeah Stephen's right I hope that you know that we can kind of start seeing a little bit more progress towards having more opportunities open to, to uh, facilities and therapy and all that kind of stuff. Cause you know, it's very hard. It, it is hard because, you know, people, people are depressed. People do have, you know, severe mental health issues and it, it's a struggle sometimes to get to, to some of these, these wonderful places that are doing great work, you know, like Mind and, and Tonic and, and all these other all these other places that are offering, you know, free um, free therapy and, and counselling and stuff like that. But the waiting lists are just too long. You know, they're too long. People are struggling. Um, people are out there suicidal um, and are waiting six months before they can see anyone, you know. And, and we can signpost people and we can champion it as much as we want. But the reality is we have to do something to to, to make sure that these services are more freely available and 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 quick because we do have a crisis on our hands massively especially after the pandemic steven's right like yeah it's sad it, 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 it makes me feel sad thinking about it because i have people out there that i care about that are struggling as well you know and it's like what do you do 
there, there comes a point where like what what do you do how do we how do we how do we make this this more available i don't know but it's something that we de we definitely need to to focus on for sure so um just leaping off uh, some of that discussion so um is it more difficult for men in the public eye to discuss mental health and well-being so i'm going to come to you uh, uh you troy first this time around Yes, I think I think it has, and I think it's I think it's an attitude that's been around for too long, way too long. You know, I think, especially in my industry, again, like this idea. I think when you again when you break it down, I think when you look at things like representation, for instance, stuff like that, like we we're always seeing these ideas of of like of male characters and things like that. Like we we're always setting this this ridiculous sort of precedent that that you know what it is to be masculine, what it is to be a man, and I think it needs to end, like it needs to stop, you know, why are we not seeing these characters who like, who are, who can be a hero, but can also have a mental health issue, you know, like why are we always associating these things with specific, you know, stereotypes and things like that? Like why, why is, why is it not changing? You know, I think it is slowly, but again, like as an actor, I always think to myself, like I'm always told what part I will play, you know, you can only play this, you can only play that. And so in my head is like, well, like, like I, I can't, I can't be, I can't be the hero and and play someone that has a mental health issue. I can't. I have to be one or the other. Mm -hmm. You know, we we we've sort of created these these stereotypes that we're just labeling. You know, and as a performer, I think you you will you always want to you always want to be sort of seen as being. Um, okay you know because time is money in my industry like you you don't want to be that person it's like actually I don't really feel okay doing this because the chances are they'll they'll be like well there's someone that can do it that won't question yeah. it or that won't say anything you know and you're expected to just sort of stay silent or you know deal with it at home talk to someone else about it you know like just not in the room you know and I, again I think it's just about it's just about changing people's attitudes um because i do i know i know loads of of male actors my friends my colleagues who put on these brave faces and they're, and they're like i talk to them afterwards and they're like i'm this is hell this feels like hell and i'm like why don't you say something he's like well there's no point is there because they won't hire me again or like they'll talk to someone and like and then they won't want to hire me and it's it feels like this sort of toxic place where we 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 just don't want to hear about it you know it's like you can have if you have mental health issues that, like that's you and you keep that to yourself but don't bring it in the room because we need to get this show finished or whatnot you know and again i think it starts with one person just to, to make to make a change in the in that rehearsal room and it will encourage people it will empower people to to talk and and yeah that's that's what i hope will come in the future like I look forward to the day when I stand in a rehearsal room and feel like actually I can be as open as I need to be or I can communicate how I'm feeling because I'm not going to be judged I'm not going to be my reputation be tarnished because I feel sad or you know yeah it's yeah <laughs> <coughs> Matt yeah I think sadly we still follow so many of these like horrendous stereotypes um, you know, um, we were expected to fall into a very specific category, men and women, you know, oh, men are meant to be very strong and, and tough and they don't care. And, and, you know, 
women fall into this horrendous stereotype as well where they're like crazy things of like seen not heard or all this kind of stuff like that stuff still exists which is it which is crazy it's it's <laughs> like we shouldn't be living like that anymore there shouldn't be these stereotypes we should be able to be the people that we want to be and that that we hope we we achieve to be in life and, and we should be bigging each other up and 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 pushing each other forward and i think definitely for for men there is that stereotype of um yeah being tough and being uh you know unfazed by things you know myself i suffer with uh, body dysmorphia after losing a, a ton of weight um i was sort of like 21 22 stone double xl you know bullied for, through the entirety of school and for a lot of my like early life um and you know i lost all this weight incredibly quickly and um but i'm not meant to care about that you know that there is that stereotype of you know, slap in the stomach and be like, well, it's all bought and paid for. And, you know, it's all from drinking beers and I don't care, but men care. Men care how they look. We, we see all the airbrushed images in magazines and, and on TV shows. And, you know, we, we care, we care about those things, you know, like, but again, you're not meant to. So, you know, it, it's a problem that again, is not really specifically like spoken about too much. Uh, with men because I think yeah men are afraid to be like oh yeah I, I do worry about how I look to be honest like am I looking okay today do I look good um and it's yeah it's it's incredibly it's incredibly difficult I think that is the main yeah that stereotype is it's just it's, it's one that we should really break because again I think that that breaks down the walls for everything once you can talk about one of these things you can you can talk about it all you know once we're comfortable as men to be like yeah I'm not feeling good I don't think I look good. I'm worried. Have I done this? Do I look a specific way? I think, I think once we can break those walls down and then the floodgates really open, you know. Stephen. Yeah. Just to pick up on a couple of points that, that others have already made then. I mean, if you look at what sort of business leaders are saying or Olympians or sports stars, I think you are starting to see uh, people in public life telling their personal stories a lot more. And I think that really helps. I think progress is being made there is absolutely much more that, that needs to be done. And I think social media needs to be reformed. I think there's too much abuse and negativity and hatred on social media. Obviously a live issue at the moment is with regards to issues around um, journalists making remarks about people's size. And I think that has a real impact on uh, young people in particular and, and their sense of self-worth. And I think much more needs to be done. And that's why I support sort of better regulation of social media channels to make sure that people don't see hideous comments on social media that feeds this sort of lack of confidence in oneself and definitely want to see laws change so that those social media channels are held to account and actions taken. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chip in there. I, I totally agree with you. And I think, so not not only, and especially in my industry, not only do we have this sort of anxiety about about sort of stepping into these characters for that, but then like what happens afterwards as well when you when you go home and people have this platform where they can just comment freely about your performance, your weight, what you look like. You know, I've had it in the past, you know, where I've, I've, I've done a show and I, I get a message on Instagram, I get followers and I get a message that, you know, and people are completely like just they there's no filter, you know, and they'll say whatever they feel like without any accountability and they don't care how I feel about it. You know, they'll they'll tell me I look 
I look a certain way or it's the complete opposite where like they're incredibly sexualized and I'm objectified and it's like there's no and there's no accountability for it at all like you can report it but nothing happens you know but and when I try and complain about it or if I say something I always get the same response it's like well you're an actor you should expect it like I that's no I like we've, we're setting this precedent this sort of normal like we're normalizing this idea that people can just do and say what they want because they're on a, you know behind a keyboard behind a screen yeah. and it's incredibly toxic and i know again so many actors that are affected by this you know like people's words are so powerful you know and some people can be so unkind then they can and they can get away with it um, I, th I think you're right and i think it's we can't forget that people are in public life are human beings ultimately and obviously there's a big debate at the moment in parliament and in public life with regards to kind of the security and protections of mps after the tragic murder of Sir David just last week. And, you know, we've been talking about the emails and the comments you see on social media. People don't now write a letter, think about what they're saying, stick an envelope on it, then go off and post it. People can post stuff straight away, sometimes to anonymous accounts. And that's quite upsetting for many. And it's not just about making sure that we think about our physical health and our protections, but also making sure people's mental health is supported as well. And that's why I do think we need to see change with regards to regulation of social media channels. Mm, that's the problem. You can't just turn off anymore. You know, you can't, you know, mm. home is not a safe haven anymore. But for, for any of us, just because of the digital ways that we're living in, like, you know, you go to school and you're bullied, like, oh, at least I'm home, at least I'm, in the, at least I'm in my house, my safe place, or you come back from work and yeah, you're surrounded by the people who live, but sadly you can't just turn off anymore because the messages are pinging through, like you say on Twitter or Instagram or, you know, bullying messages on Facebook or something, or you're getting texts or calls. You, yeah, you just can't, you can't seem to escape it anymore, which is, yeah, it makes it, it makes it incredibly unbearable really does i think i think steven's right is holding holding uh social media platforms you know accountable uh, is an incredibly important thing definitely uh yeah and i think it's definitely a case of you know for certainly from a from a political uh, from politicians point of view you, if you say anything that that um as a especially as a male politician if you say anything that is um, shows any kind of perceived weakness and of course speaking about any mental health issues you're having I mean I, I had a, I had a, a phase um, uh, last year so last summer where I was um, as, as it happened I was I was looking for a job um, I was obviously being a counsellor but I need to get a job as well and I'd been trying for over a year at that point to to try and find one and it was just I I, I just got really really down and it was really really starting to get to me and, and i told some of my colleagues privately within within um my own party but there was no way i was i was gonna stick it out there and say it talk about it publicly because um uh, because people out there and some political opponents would well have pointed and said weakness and, and i was up for election you know earlier this year and uh uh, as, it, as it happened, I didn't win my seat, but um, but I knew I was up for election, so I knew that anything, if I said anything about how I was actually really feeling, mm -hmm. that that would that would be taken as a sign of weakness, and that people would start to use it, try to either use it against you in a in a political way, 
or or potentially try to use it or you would definitely get someone out there who doesn't like you or doesn't like your party who would troll you and 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 everything and that that may so you just don't even go there and i think that's that's where you get to that stage whereby you don't even feel like you can broach it as certainly from what yeah off what troy was saying there in in, in the acting profession you don't broach it because literally it's seen as being sort of dynamite it's, it's seen as being something that can completely derail your your entire uh, your entire career because of the especially because of the male stereotype that you know you're supposed to like troy summed up really well at the start you're supposed to be really strong and you know unfazed by things like matt said that and and yeah it's just not it's not real because we all we all have we all feel things and 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 it's 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 uh, difficult to do. And just on that, Matt, I think I think you're absolutely right, and I think it it falls on all of our shoulders in public life to do something about that. And, and I think what I would say is, you don't become radioactive if you talk about how you feel. Flip it round to being about if you're confident enough to talk about how you feel, that's a sign of strength. And actually, I think that there's lots of power in that around saying that you're actually in touch with how you feel about issues and are confident in talking to others about them. That's a sign of strength and something that should be encouraged. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And, I, and I think that's that's where we need to get to. Um, uh, and and uh, yeah, but it's 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 about it's about having that. It's a, as you say, Stephen, about changing that approach that that you can have that uh, that it seems as being a strength. But um, at the moment, and especially with this, uh, as has already been said, social media in particular, you can just post. You don't think you just post. And uh, and then it just it can get really uh, and and even even just the smallest thing that you can just have and 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 even when people make a mistake so people and and I, I've know this has happened to a colleague recently they they've completely someone's got completely the wrong end of the stick and then just basically laid into to a colleague of mine on social media and it it's not even true it's it's just something that they've got a perception of they think it's mm. something else but that's had a real impact on them because it's like that's it was such a horrible personal attack um and and uh, and and again that's that's a that's a man so um you know responding to it is is like oh you sort of have to take it rather than saying actually that's really upset me and 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 uh, and, and everything there um I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna uh, wrap up and uh, wrap up and so just the last question. So we've got we've got about five minutes left. So um, and this this sort of sort of comes together with with it, with everything we've we've talked about. So uh, and especially speaking about the uh, media, is there enough honest discussion about around mental health in the media and public life? think there is enough discussion around it when someone takes their life sadly you know um this is the sad thing like <clears throat> mental health number one can be weaponized which we've seen because oh you're this you're that the other oh you're weak etc and then sadly let's face it mental health is a massive bandwagon as well um when it's locked down everyone wants to talk about it you know everyone wants to talk about it we should be looking after ourselves we should be doing this we should be doing that um when someone sadly you know takes their own life um singers presenters actors oh isn't it so sad how come we didn't see it why weren't we looking for it 
it's a bandwagon. The media jump on it then and want to promote, you know, good mental health and, and, and act like they're trying to help. But come on, the, the, the next day there's going to be something more important to them that they want to sell newspapers for or that they want you to tune into their TV show. And it's a bandwagon. But it's not that for people who deal with it every single day of their lives, your friends, your neighbours, your parents, your brother, your sister, you know, everybody. Everybody deals with mental health. Um, and, and, and I'm sure a lot of people that we know around us have mental health issues. It can't be a bandwagon. You know, we can't jump on it when someone in the public, you know, eye takes their lives or, or, or speaks openly about it because then it's forgotten about a week later. We need to really make sure that it's staying at the forefront of our minds and the forefront of our media and and, and politics and, and, and everything. So so we can we can push it forwards and, and help one another. Thanks, Stephen. It's a really good question, Matt. I mean, it, it's a big issue, isn't it? Uh, you know, if you look at statistics that say that one in four of us experience a mental health challenge in any given year that's 50,000 people in Portsmouth a year it's a huge number uh, I think the media need to uh, be more honest I think they have a role to play in helping people understand what services are available uh, we recognize that the real challenges around access to services at the moment demand is going up it's going to be really challenging I want to see people seen with at least a month of being referred. Um, there's lots of support out there. It's under pressure, but I do think the media need to tell a more positive story about how people have had support and how they can get further support if they need it. Thanks. And finally, Troy. Yeah, um, sort of following on from that, I, I totally agree. And I think I think we have to accept like the media, no matter, I think the, the media will always have its own agenda. Um, and that's been clear from like through time, you know, but I think what we can do uh, like moving forward is about educating people and like, why, like why are we relying on the media to tell us how mental health is and what it is and how it should be like. And I feel so incredibly lucky. I, I worked for this company in Southampton called Digital for life. We, um, we, we are taking plays into school that address mental health straight at its core. And we're saying to young people, this is what mental health is. This is like to take care of yourself. If you recognize any of these things, like get help, you know, and I know as like my experience, if I had that when I was younger, my life would be very different now. Like if I was given those resources as a young person, I think I could have, I would be a very different person now, you know? And I think we need to educate people and we need to give them the equipment, the empowerment to, 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 you know, to, to do it themselves rather than, listening to, to these outside voices telling them like and it's great you know if more celebrities and stuff came forward and were honest about their mental health not through me like not just through newspapers and stuff but in their own you know in their own social media and stuff like that I think people we will see this influx of people um being open and honest and coming forward and seeking help and yeah Thanks, Troy, and and thanks so much for all your contributions. Uh, I, I I certainly agree. I think I think there is that the mental health is, and it, it's not just about um, you know when when people have issues. It's just that people's mental health and, and well being is is always there. And and I think if if we had if we in public life and social in and, and in the media were using that as a just to talk about that as a as a constant. Uh, rather than uh, than just when things when things go obviously tragically wrong, um, then then I think that we, we would be in a much much better place. 
thank you so much to everyone uh, for your contributions today. It's been fa fantastic having you all on. So, uh, Troy, Matt and Stephen, um, I wish you all the best for the rest of the day. And, uh, and thanks very much for uh, taking part in Let's Talk Mate. <laughs>